I should warn you and all our listeners that there will be clickety clackities today. Oh no! Why? I'm sorry because I have stuff. Well, couldn't you just on... print it out beforehand? Well, no, because I have because... some books that are in my computer. I promise to try to keep it to a minimum. I'm confused. Why couldn't you print it out beforehand? Because I'm not going to print the whole book out. You don't have to print the whole book out. You can just print out the singular page of, of what you need. That's how printing no, works. No, but, but I'm not going to do that. Because you didn't want to do that. Not because you can't do it. No, because it's unnecessary. I just need to remember. Like It's because I already took a whole bunch of notes for this episode. And it was already getting really long, so I just kept a few things highlighted in the books that I used that I can check if I need to. Yeah. So just chill. No, I won't, because here's what's going to happen. We're going to get halfway through this podcast, and I'm going to have to contend with not only the sound of a monster truck destruction derby hanging outside (laughs) your window, and also... Jalea jumping in every 10 seconds to voice her opinion she on the matters of the day. Asleep. She won't be fast asleep by the time that we're through this, and you know it. She'll wake up at some point and be all like, Hello! What are you talking about? I have opinions! First off, is there any ham? <laughs> it's like me at cocktail parties. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your hosts Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Gareth Davis, the top tour guide on Skull Island. Coming up on this episode, we talk about why Larissa is wrong about how Portuguese is actually pronounced, and we also take a deep dive into the history of vaccination in Brazil, but also the terrifying parallels it has for modern day. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. And if you're someone like Banksy, why not throw up a mural about it? And be like, yo guys, here's some cutting political commentary on today's society. Also, listen to Brazil Nuts. It's a podcast. You'd probably like it. Although don't do that if you're not Banksy, because... If you're not Banksy, that's considered as to be criminal damage, and there's jail time involved in that, probably. Or at least community service. Probably a fine. Okay, bye. Ha- okay, right, right. Here's what we're going to do, okay? Uh-huh. Before I put my head in this guillotine that you have just set up for me (laughs) because we've just had this discussion where I've said your name correctly several times and each time as close as I have ever have ever heard an English speaker say it so correctly then in that case (laughs) right so here's what we're gonna do Right? We're going to throw this open to the listening public. Okay? Uh-huh. You're going to say your name. Yeah. I'm going to say your name. Yeah. Everybody around the world will then hear you say, no, that's not how it's pronounced. It's pronounced this way. <laughs> Even though we've said exactly the same thing. Right? Uh, and, okay. And I do have a caveat. I do know English speakers who also speak Portuguese. Mm. So they say my name correctly. I say your name correctly as well. You I think you'll find. You say it as close as I've ever heard an English speaker who does not speak Portuguese say it. You pronounce my so, name wrong anyway. So No, I don't. Yeah? Yeah, I you do. I pronounce your name. You really do. Okay, you go first. Your name is Garrett mm-hmm. Davis. Yes. That's true. That is exactly my name. However, whenever you do an intro for this podcast, this glorious, audible experience that we're both 
deeply involved yeah. in. You pronounce my name as Gareth Davies. 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 Every time. No, I don't. Go back and check the tape. No, I don't. You're lying. Yes, you do. No, yeah, you do. You do. Every time. Every single time. But right now, when it counts, I said it correctly. I mean, yes. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. I'm just saying that I have a history, a long, long, long body of evidence that shows that you are just as bad at pronouncing my name as I am (laughs) at... Why have you never corrected me? Allegedly pronouncing yours. That's that's Why what I'm saying. Why have you never corrected me? Because uh, I, it's just it doesn't matter. It's not a thing. I don't yeah, really care. I never said it mattered. But I it does now. You're the one who made it matter. You always say, am I pronouncing your name right? I really need to pronounce your name right. And I do. Thank you. You're the one who on my mom's birthday were terrified of pronouncing her name wrong. So you said, happy birthday. I'm scared to pronounce your name instead of saying her name. I make no apologies for being completely adorable. I don't. I refuse to (laughs) apologize. I had to translate that. (laughs) If you had said any version of her name, she would have understood it. But when you said, happy birthday, Mrs. I don't know how to pronounce your name, that I had to explain. That was problematic for me. Also, as a joke, my sister and I call her Eliza all the time, and it's become a running joke with the family and some of our friends, like my sister and mine. And so... Even my mom's sister is calling her Eliza now, and her name is Eliza. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a running joke. See, then I could have pronounced that correctly as well. <laughs> Eliza. See, that's, you know, that's... That was that was good. That was almost perfect. What do you mean that was all... That was perfect. I don't understand. There is no, no difference between what you just said. This is my point, right? There is absolutely zero difference... Zero difference, difference between what you just said and what I just said. It's the I same think the word. The way you said it is a bit more um, open than it's supposed to be. Eliza. And you say Eliza. That's how you say it. Justine will back me up on this. No, no, no. See, see, what I said is exactly the same thing that you just said. I didn't at any point go Eliza, which is what you <laughs> think I just said. No, I was just, I was. I was being hyperbolic to show you where your mistake, which is not really a mistake. There isn't a mistake here. Okay, so pronounce my full name. Let's you, go. No, 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 no. This, this is this is what this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna pronounce your name. I'm gonna pronounce your name back to you. You're gonna tell me it's wrong, and then the whole world will know what I have to put up with. Do you want to do one by one, or can I just say the whole thing, and then you say the whole thing? I'll say that. You could do it either way you want to. Okay, then. We're going to do the whole thing. Okay. Larissa Peixoto Vale Gomes. Okay. Larissa Peixoto Vale Gomes. No. What do you mean? No! That's the exact same (laughs) words! Those are the same words, in the same order, pronounced the exact same way! No. Those are the same words in the same order pronounced with a Welsh accent. Oh my god, I can't help having a Welsh accent. That's, no, you, know, you can't. I know no. you can't. No, I'm you know. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that's... And by the way, my first name does exist in three different languages. So, you know, just throwing it out there. Listeners, I don't think we have any in Greece or Russia, but if you are Greek or Russian and you know how to pronounce my name, I've met one who is Russian and the pronunciation is pretty much the same. But if you are Greek, I have never heard the pronunciation in Greek. So that would be cool. You could send us an audio of how to pronounce Larissa in Greek. Mm -hmm. And then I'll pronounce it the exact same way and then be told I'm wrong by you. (laughs) <laughs> and your nonsense. 
the exact same word. Right, it's the exact same words pronounced exactly the same way, is what I'm no, saying. No, it's not pronounced the exact same way. It is! Blatantly! Obviously! No! Y- no! Yes! Yes! No! You know what this is? You know what this is, don't you? You know what this is? I have really good hearing. No, no, no. You are bringing racial prejudices to the table of... This is nothing about racism. Well, I think it might be. I think it there might be. There is no racial prejudice here. And I quote, you just said, no, it was. it's the exact same words in the exact same order, but with a Welsh accent. Well, fine, with a, a person who speaks English accent. What? See? Fine, with a British accent. With an Anglo-Saxon accent. What, well, what have it's all, you? It's all coming you out now, like isn't it? You like a person whose native language is English. Yeah. You know, I worked at the till at a WH Smith, and I would stand there, and I was not allowed to sit. You know, you're not supposed to sit down. For 11 hours, and I would just wait for people in line and just hear their accents to try to figure out where they were from because it was the one in Victoria Station in London. So there's a lot of people from, you know, different nationalities. And every time somebody was from Brazil or Portugal, I would detect in their accent. And I would go, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Brazil. And then I could speak Portuguese. And it, you know, I just, I had been in London for a few months, so I sometimes just missed it. So that's why I would, I was here for it, so I could speak Portuguese for a little bit. Anyway, do you want to do this podcast or what? Well, I mean, I don't even know if I ever want to speak to you again after this. <laughs> so, legitimately, last week's episode sounded, because we recorded it early in the morning, and because you had your window open, because you always have your window open, because it's Brazil, and because even on the coldest day it's like, you know, 500 degrees... No, it's not. Stop telling people that. That's not true. It is true. It is it's true. It's not true. It's very true. What's the temperature today? No, today it's warm. Right. It's probably, I don't know, 26, 27. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, anyway, because... How much is it today that you checked? I didn't check. I didn't get through checking. You said it was 26, 27. I, I, I had no know. reason. To, I'm I had no reason to doubt you. So I stopped trying to look it up on my phone. I'm oh sorry. I trust God. the information that you give me. Maybe, maybe I should double check everything you say from now on. Okay. Including, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look I up how to pronounce to the word Larissa. That's what I'm going to do. Larissa. Larissa. That's what I just said. No, you said Larissa. No, I didn't. I said Larissa. There, you did it again. I know. I'm saying the exact same word you're saying. No, you said Larissa. Yes, I am. It's the exact same. I do not understand. This is like... <laughs> I can't believe you can't hear the difference. This is Kafka-esque levels of absolute <laughs> absurdity is what this is. <laughs> So apparently the maximum today is 30. 30 Celsius. There. <sighs> right. Okay. Hang on. Wait a minute. Larissa. Larissa. Those are very different sounds. I understand that. I'm not saying Larissa. I'm saying yes, Larissa. Which is what I just said. Larissa. Larissa is not my name. My name is Larissa. That's what I'm saying. No, it's the it's same word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god he's gone up like three shades of red people right hang on a minute i was gonna look at i can't remember what i was gonna do i don't care I anymore it up. it's the maximum for today is 30 celsius right okay anyway my point is is that yes last week podcast because you had your window open and because we were recording it earlier in the day than we normally do, it did genuinely sound like you were recording it in the middle of an aviary. Yes, there were birds. There were so many birds. How many birds? Where, where did all the birds come from? They're around. Okay. It's always like that. There are birds everywhere here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are birds. I can't control the birds. 
I'm not well, Alfred Hitchcock. Do you know what you could do? What? Just do a loud bang wherever they're gathering, and like a gun or something or a. But they're know, not a... close. They're like in the tree on the street. I I can't reach there. At... Right. Then how the hell are we pick? What are the, are these birds pterodactyls? Is that what they are? No, they're how just they... loud. Oh my god! Stop complaining about the birds. They're very cute and pretty, and it's free music. Ha! There you go. So anyway, what do you want to talk about today? This week in Brazilian craziness, mm-hmm. Bolsonaro has said that mm-hmm. no one will be forced to be vaccinated. And this is very much that Marx's that Marx quote, uh, you know, the first one is tragedy, the second one is farce. Brazilian things keep happening over and over again, and it does feel like we're stuck in a loop. I feel like I'm in, a, I'm in a Doctor Who episode, and I'm stuck. You know that episode where River Song keeps doing the same action over and over again? And she says, I'm sorry, my love, and then the TARDIS explodes. So that's Brazil, in a nutshell. I just mixed Marx and Doctor Who. That's the big nerd that I am. I know, I'm so impressed. I'm so yeah. impressed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you... You have you you have less street cred than I do. That's amazing. That's brilliant. <laughs> I I've just impressed myself with the level of nerdiness here. The just the absolute sheer geekiness that just happened here. <laughs> anyway, Bolsonaro this week said that we no one will be forced to be vaccinated. He's contradicting himself. Um, of course. Which is not a surprise because in February he signed a law uh, that says that if it's in the name of public health, people might be forced to be vaccinated because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people started to use a hashtag or use the words Revolta da Vacina, which translates to the vaccine revolt, which happened in 1904 over six days in Rio de Janeiro. So between the 10th and the 16th of November, there was this huge uprising in Rio de Janeiro, and it became known as the Vaccine Revolt. So mm. today I want to talk about what happened then and how it is completely unrelated to now because different contexts. Yay! Okay, okay, okay. good. Yay! This sounds like fun. Yes! So, let's just paint the picture a little bit. In 1904, the capital of Brazil is Rio de Janeiro. So, Brasilia, mm-hmm. non-existent yet. Yes. The president, you're going to remember this, I hope, Rodrigues Alves. What did this guy do? Oh, yes. He, uh, re- yes. Yes, I do no, remember this. No checking. No checking. Uh. I'm not ah. checking. I'm just oh look at the look at this interesting text message I he just got on my phone. The state of Hang on. Dude. He bought the state of which state in Brazil was bought? Oh, 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 Acre! There you go. Even though it's spelled Acre, you pronounce it Acre. See? No, we pronounce it Acre. Jesus, God, Almighty, it's the same word! <laughs> so, what was the year of the purchase? Oh, cock. Now, see, the problem is is that you gave me the wrong year first, and that's the year I remember. But that was really far away. That's completely different. I was super wrong in that. I know no, you're super checking. wrong in that. No, if you're going to check, then you don't know the answer, and that's not fair. No, I do. It's the late 1800s. I'm just trying to find out when in the late 1800s. No, late you're wrong. Was. When was it then? It was purchased in 1903. Oh, fuck it. I mean, that was close enough. Jesus Christ. So, oddly enough, this is funny because he was nicknamed... As Trump has nicknamed Joe Biden, sleepy. But apparently he wasn't that at all. He had, he did manage to do quite a bit of reforms during the first two years of his presidency. So why did he get the nickname Sleepy then in that case? Where did that come from? 
because they were trying to make it seem like it was uh, somebody who was not going to do a lot. He was very inactive. Oh, okay. But the first two years ended up actually being very good and with a lot of economic growth. So political rivals then in that case. Yeah. Okay, so all right then. Now we're going to go to another quiz bit. Oh, God. When did, okay. Bra- when did Brazil become a republic? <gasps> oh, my God. His eyes are so big. I've not crammed for this at all whatsoever. I did not expect there's any quiz. of this. Come on. I come didn't on, know on, this was on. happening. This is unfair and unjust. And quite frankly, I'll probably say... This is not fun at all. This is the. It's so much fun. This is the most sadistic level of torture you could possibly imagine. When did Brazil become a republic? Yes. Did you say? Yes. What? Um. Uh. Nineteen. Nope. Eighteen. Okay. Eighty-four. Eh. Eighty-two. Eighteen eighty-nine. But see, I was close. I was so no, close. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Yes, I eighteen eighty something. I was close. So, 1889. So, in 1889, you're gonna, you, now you have to remember, from the flag episode, we got our flag, and in the flag we have a saying. What does the flag say? What? That's your answer? Yes. Do you at least remember the inspiration? How did Brazil become a republic? Oh my god, this is horrible. Please just just put me out of my (laughs) misery. So Brazil became a republic through a military coup. Coup. Yes, I know that. No, you don't. I yes, I do. No, you didn't. You, you asked me something completely different. You asked me, okay, Ooh, what's the... how did Brazil become a republic? And you did not answer. No, you did not say, how did Brazil become a republic? Yes, you I said, did. there was a motto on the flag from this thing. Yes, and then afterwards I asked, how did Brazil become a republic? From a military coup. It's always a military bloody coup. You did not answer. You just said, oh, this is horrible. Well, it is horrible. Why are you torturing me so? Because it's fun. Anyway, the military were inspired by positivism. And so the flag says order order and progress. And mm-hmm. the quote said something about order, progress, and love, which they cut out. Yes, yes. So what they really wanted was a lot of militarism and social hygiene. Because at that time, Brazil was plagued by a lot of illnesses. Some of them co- coming from, you know, lack of hygiene and lack of proper, you know, urban planning. And some of them were communicable. So... You have even, you have some illnesses like yellow fever, some illnesses connected to ticks like Chagas, and you even had the bubonic plague going on. So several epidemics going on simultaneously. And one of them was smallpox. Now, all of this happening, there's a lot of, oh, people are just dirty people or poor and they are that way because and some people were suggesting this back then people like Cesare Lombroso and Nina Rodriguez that race was a factor so there was an argument that there was a racial hierarchy and for Nina Rodriguez he even believed that there should have been two sets of criminal codes one for white people and one for black and indigenous and mixed race people because Mm. these people were less capable of controlling their urges and less capable of being clean and less capable of being, you know, upstanding citizens. So the idea were that several illnesses just came from being not white. You can't be clean. You can never be clean enough because you're not white. People who are poor are poor because they are not white. So there is even one author called Monteiro Lobato. He was super racist. And there is a lot of debate around him currently because he was a children's author. And also, you know, he wrote also adult books. But he was a children's author. 
who was very beloved for a while, but he was super racist. He believed completely in eugenics. And he came up with a character uh, who was called Jekka Tatu. And Jekka Tatu was always sick. He was always lazy. He tried anything to get out of work. And he got money by tricking people or just getting stuff from nature and lazily not doing anything. He just took stuff from nature without actually making something out of it. So that was his creation to show, you know, all the maladies of Brazilian society. But the truth of the matter was there was a lot of social inequality. People didn't have access. People didn't know about illnesses. People didn't know about ticks. People didn't know about rats. So they just lived their lives and were ill a lot of the time. So the Republic came with a lot of ideas about what was modernization and what needed to be done for that to happen. And it did that without any concern for the people that it would affect. So a lot of the consequences that we have today of slums, for instance, of where they are and how they were set up, come from these decisions way back then. So uh, being the capital, Rio de Janeiro faced a lot of these decisions. Most of these uh, demanded a lot of cleanup effort, efforts to get rid of the, the vectors. So these were done and and you have to consider also these economic desires. So a lot of slums were in what are now the center of Rio de Janeiro. So they were destroying slums, they were taking people out of them, they were destroying their houses and pushing them up the hills and away from the city center. A lot of vectors can be cleaned up that way and in other ways by constructing with different materials. Mm-hmm. For instance, you get rid of the, the tick for Chagas disease, but smallpox yeah. needs vaccination. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just that, that particular effort of expropriation and demolition was called the bota baixo, which means the teardown. And the mayor at the time was called Pereira Passos. So there was a lot of uh, factors that were, you know, that assisted that in happening. So you have a president that believed in this, and you have a mayor who believes in this. He had an engineer that helped him along. And then you have uh, a medical doctor who is known as a sanitarist called Osvaldo Cruz. Osvaldo Cruz is famous until today. So we have the foundation Osvaldo Cruz called Fiocruz that is part of the source, part of our public healthcare system. They develop vaccines, they do research, it's an amazing foundation, and it was set up by Osvaldo Cruz. But Osvaldo Cruz doesn't really come out as, you know, he had good intentions, but... but Bad methods. Really bad methods. Yeah. Uh, Because he wasn't really, he didn't really care about how it happened. He just, you know, vaccination has to happen. So in 1832, there was already a municipal code that established mandatory vaccination for all children, and this included black and brown children. In 1904, a federal bill becomes law and it mandates vaccination in the whole country. And so you have a lot of deputies arguing against it, and some saying that it was unproven, some saying that it was branding, that it was an affront to freedom. So you have a lot of liberalism going, oh, the government is going to invade our houses. And that's really how the elite saw it. Why does this sound awfully familiar? Yeah, I know. And then you have a moral aspect, which was women were going to have to bear their arms. And then somebody came up with, oh, no, the vaccine is actually in their thighs or their buttocks. And they're going to invade your household without the head of the family. So it's about this whole thing of being moral and invading the space of the head of the household. Wait, if, if a woman bears her arms, does that mean that simple men folk can't be trusted to control themselves in that yeah. case? But, you know, nobody puts the blame on the men. No, 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 no! It's entirely the woman's fault for showing her arms off. What the hell was she thinking? I mean, she she knows very well that us, <laughs> us, us men, we have a hard enough life as it is without you 
bloody women going around flashing your elbows willy-nilly. <laughs> so the law mm? determined that there was a bunch of stuff that you couldn't do if you couldn't prove you had been vaccinated, like apply for a job, go to school, vote, even though the majority of people didn't vote. So the law was really, you know, stern. Yeah. And the campaign for vaccination, so right now the campaign for vaccination for the most part, not now the campaign during the pandemic, but usually the campaign to vaccinate, especially children, is very important. It's one of the most important actions that the public health care system does. Back then, it was more like forcing people to sit still, have their arms cut with a knife, and have cow pus rubbed on the wound. Oh! Without telling them why. Oh! That's not yes. pleasant. No, it no. is not. So, when the law passed, that was really something that set off the, the revolt. Because that's when the, the regulation for it started. So that's when Osvaldo Cruz went, well, okay, the law is done, I'm going to regulate it. And that means everybody gets vaccinated. I don't care. Everyone's going to, to go under this immediately. And people got scared. Even newborn was supposed to be vaccinated. And there was no concern to prepare people and to make them understand why this was important and mm -hmm. what was important for, what did it do. So there was even a little limerick that said, the poor mothers weeped and yelled for Jesus, because in, in Portuguese, Jesus is pronounced Jesus. See the difference? Yeah, no, and, no, I understand that bit, but... And the guilty party is Dr. Osvaldo Cruz. Hang See, on. it rhymes. Hang on now, because I'm going to try and rhyme that, and I'll rhyme it perfectly, and you'll tell me that I'm doing it all wrong and I'm a mess of a human being. Go ahead. So... So, Jesus. Yeah. That, that's it. That's that was my that was my attempt at it. You did the us good. Oh, it was fuck fine. off! Just get out. Get out. <laughs> so the thing was, there were also, of course, opposing forces to Rodrigues Alves's presidency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is Brazil, fresh republic. It was already not, you know, as a monarchy, not something that was very stable. It's only one year in. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, at this point? Is that right? Because it would yeah, have been... Yeah, I mean, there had been an election, but the first president was a dictator, essentially. Mm -hmm. Deodoro da Fonseca, you know, declared it a republic and just, you know, became president. Mm -hmm. And after him, Florian Peixoto, who was his vice president, became president in his place and I'm not gonna even pretend I know why. Okay. But there was two there were two factions that wanted a coup. No. One was a military faction mm -hmm. that wanted a military dictatorship and another was the monarchists who were still kind of salty that were in a republic. Mm. The the military was a bunch of milita young military officers. They were called the Jacobins and, or Florianistas because they followed uh, Floriano Peixoto. And they wanted modernization and industrialization of the country at all costs, preferably with a military dictatorship. So what they did, both of these camps, was um, spread a lot of rumors about the vaccine. So all of these discussions that happened in the Chamber of Deputies also took place in the media and also in the street. So it came out as cartoons. And there was even a rumor that people took on bovine characteristics, like bovine features. What, what, like cows? Yes, because the vaccine was produced in cows. So you essentially right. gave cows that, smallpox and but used that's not the... I know. You know, you have to understand that the illiteracy rate in Brazil at the time was rampant. It was almost no one could read or write. Can you imagine actually understand how a vaccine worked? But surely, surely people know. 
people who have been vaccinated at this point. So when Rodrigo turns up for work without horns on his head, you kind of know, nah, maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> so even during the, the purchase of Acri, there was campaign to try and uh, create a coup d'etat against Rodrigo's Alves. Between uh, 46... <laughs> She's asleep and barking. Jai, dude, help me out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jalea just just wants to point out that she agrees with everything that you've said so far, including, except for the fact that I can't pronounce your name. Jalea believes that I can pronounce it perfectly. Thank you, Jalea. I know. I know I just told her. Really? I just said. Dude! What? So, vaccination was something that had been known in Brazil for over 100 years. And 150,000 people had been vaccinated in Rio de Janeiro between 1846 and 1889. Even then, people will believe fake news. You can't yeah. be shocked that back then people believed these kinds of news considering what people believe in today well here's the thing this is what i this is the, the one thing that that's ridiculously striking about this is how similar it sounds it's this we've yes. replaced we've replaced a vaccine will turn you into a moo cow into a vaccine will implant a microchip into your brain that will mean that the government can now control you and turn you into a sex slave. That's where we've gone. Or uh, the vaccine doesn't actually... It won't actually work. Vaccines don't actually work. No. If somebody is vaccinated and you're not, that's fine. You just need other people to vaccinate. You don't. And let me be clear. Vaccines are part of the social contract people. They are like deodorant. You don't do it for yourself. You do it for others. I mean, when you smell as bad as I do, you kind of do it for yourself, really, honestly, you know. I, I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care if you think you're smelly. You have to think if others think you're smelly. Okay. All right. Good. Excellent. <laughs> You may love your your bio. Other people don't. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I really don't. Honestly, it's like, it's like, it's like somebody's left a slice of brie in the fridge for way too long. That's oh, what that. Jesus. Okay, so there was even there was a woman who died, and people claimed it was because of the vaccination. So it was very, you know, the guy who did the autopsy said, "Oh, there was an infection in the womb." And then Osvaldo Cruz examined her and said, no, this is a lie. So you, you can't trust anyone. Mm. But vaccinations were sometimes improperly applied because it was a very, you know, kind of a difficult procedure to do at the time. It's not anymore. No. But it was at the time and it could become infected, especially considering the hygiene conditions at the time. And also how you're administrating this vaccine. This vaccine isn't, yeah. isn't a simple injection. This vaccine is... You know, as you said, you're taking a knife and you're slicing open a piece of flesh and you're... Into, it's, I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's bonkers, but that's what's happening. And it is saving people's lives. It's just that, you know, in the same way that if you were shot in the Wild West and you had the bullet removed from you, you were still more likely to die simply because the wound itself would become infected and then you end up having sepsis. Yeah, so it's very hard to, to explain that to people back then, especially an entire population. Mm -hmm. Who were very worried that they were going to become cud-munching machines. Yes, I know. <laughs> so we have these opposing forces, and they find a simple cause that they can use to, to mobilize the people. They hit the people where it hurts. So for the upper class is being imposed on in their homes and having their freedoms cut, you know, undercut and an attack not only physically, but in the sense of propriety. So that is more, you know, for the lower classes. 
So you have this political issue of the choice and the moral issue of women being vaccinated without, you know, men present and their thighs and their buttocks and whatever. And, you know, most historians don't think that there was an economic aspect to the revolt. However, Ooh. there are other factors. So Ooh. these opposing forces, they managed to mobilize this, this situation to legitimize a coup. Hmm. Yeah, that's what they wanted. They didn't get to it. Rodriguez Alves manages to finish his term, but that's what they wanted to do. They saw this issue and they were like, oh, we can use this. Yeah. People are can... thinking this is weird. They are already kind of afraid. So we're going to use this to mobilize them and get them to revolt. So when the law passes and Osvaldo Cruz is allowed to regulate it, um, these rival factions, they start, you know, gathering around squares and there's a league against mandatory vaccination and they start speaking. But in that and then starting speaking and organizing, it just becomes a full-blown revolt. People start setting stuff on fire, um, turning over electric um, trams, and it just becomes a mess. There's blood on the streets, literally. Um, but the thing is, uh, for the first couple of days, I would argue from the research that I did, um, that yeah, they were revolting against this imposition of the vaccine of something that it was unheard of to them and that they were scared. Afterwards, it becomes a revolt against police brutality because mm. the police comes down hard. Mm. It just comes down hard. So they just start to lash out against the police against lack of access, against lack, lack of services, and a general dissatisfaction with politics. The parallels of this are... To 2013 and 2016 terrifying. are just... Yes, I know! And to think that this was, for me, back when I was in high school, I maybe was given 10 minutes. I maybe saw 10 minutes of this in high school. But this is astonishing. This is like this yes. is genuinely beat by beat exactly what recent history has experienced. Like, exactly. Exactly. They used a tiny issue to mobilize people. They were mm -hmm. out on the streets. They went crazy. And you know, the twenty thirteen protests they began in São Paulo. People had uh, a march in favor of free public transportation which was met with horrifying police brutality. Mm -hmm. And the next day, so they scheduled next day for another protest, this time against police brutality. And this completely set off 2013 into what we saw happening in Brazil. And those eventually were mobilized by the, the radical right to become what happened in 2014 and 2015 and ultimately 2016. So they managed to, you know, hang on to that. And to see this that happened over six days, you know, a little bit before in terms of putting these ideas in people's heads, but essentially, you know, this revolt over six days with people dead, with people hurt, people in jail, people sent to the, to Africa, people being deported. Um, it's just, I was shocked, and I had no idea that it had been this bad. Mm, wow. And it was about legitimizing a coup, that the whole point, the whole goal was to, you know, legitimize a coup. That's, it's, it's stunning. It genuinely is stunning that this is something that... Because that, I know that people say the history repeats itself. Yeah, but in Brazil, it does so a lot. But not the exact same thing, you know, not the exact same thing just replayed again as like it was a greatest hits album. That's, you know, that's <laughs> bonkers. And the fact that we don't learn not only to, you know, protect ourselves, but mm. that politicians with good intentions don't learn to communicate with the people. Yeah. Because I wouldn't even say voters, because in 1904, most people weren't voters. No. So this is really, you know, September 7th is tomorrow. We're recording this, you know, September 6th, obviously. 
And September 7th is the day of independence in mm-hmm. Brazil. Yeah. And a lot, uh, in a lot of places, that means that we have protests and it's called the, the scream of the excluded, essentially. That would be the best translation I can come up in two seconds. Okay. So that happens in September 7th. And I see what happened in the vaccine revolt as a scream of the excluded. Just people, you know, feeling completely left out. And when they are included, it's through violence. It's through, we're not going to tell you why. We don't care. We want to eradicate this disease. But we want it. We want to do that because it's good for us. You know, if you're ill, it's problematic for us. Mm-hmm. We look bad for the rest of the world. You might infect us. It just doesn't look good. So we're just going to force you down and push this on you without telling you why. So I see this, these six days of fighting as really something of, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of pent up anger. If you think about it, it, it had just been a few years since slavery had been officially abolished. Yeah, yeah. 1888. Yeah. So they're probably... (laughs) No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Ask me when a slavery was abolished. What was the date? 1888. There you go. Okay, but the date and the month? Hang on one minute. I thought Jalei wanted to help me out there. Apparently not. She is. She just told me the day and the month. She knows. Uh, 1st of January. Nope. 2nd of January. (laughs) Nope. 3rd of January. May 13th. Okay, yeah, that that I that's that was going to be my exact next choice after you, after this one. So, you know, learning about this is just really interesting. May 13th, 1888. That's uh, that's the answer you were looking for, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm only thanks. saying that now so I can edit it together so it sounds like that I've actually, you know, answered that correctly. I will add it in the description that you didn't. So some, there is one, one of the books that I use says that there were shouts of death to the police and an end to the vaccine. It's exactly that. It's exactly what you said is that people feel alienated and they feel like that politicians are not representing them in any way, shape or form and that one what they want. And so they, they, they lash out. Now, what happens is, is then, People come along like, for example, Donald Trump or so on, and they would go, ah, well, see, you know, the, the problem is, is that it's what's causing your problem are those people over there stealing mm-hmm. your money and injecting you with, you know, medicine and all the rest of it. That's what's, that's what's happening. And people yeah. so desperate to feel validated about something and to be actually paid attention to, that's what they latch on to. Yeah. People feel completely excluded and without access to good information. Yeah. And so when somebody comes and is apparently giving them that information, they just take it. They feel included. Yeah. So one thing that I've always seen as problematic is how politicians who are trying to include people do that. Because as one of the authors here, um, José Murilo de Carvalho and Nicolau Chevchenko talk, talk about this, is that it's completely paternalistic and authoritarian. So there isn't an attempt to explain. There isn't an attempt to communicate. So one thing that happened here in Brazil over the years of center-left government of Lula and Dilma was that they stopped communicating with the religious bases from the mm. Catholic Church, which are very were very important in, pol- in Brazilian politics. Yeah, 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 obviously, yeah. And that means that the neo-Protestant evangelical churches were able to get the support of these people. And rise up, yeah. Yeah. So these people who were suddenly without the support that they had from the Catholic Church and from organizing along with the Workers' Party, they didn't have that anymore. And so there was a vacuum. There was a vacuum of support. And then we see 
more and more neo-Protestant evangelical people being elected. And if you look at proportionality, there are more of them elected than there are believers. So there is an over-representation of neo-Protestant evangelicals. Which is also why Bolsonaro claims to be both, presumably, then in that case. Yes. Uh, I saw a presentation once in a, in a conference yeah. of, yeah, very good. That was a very good, it was a very good interpretation. Thank you. Thank you. I saw a presentation once and the author was talking about um, speeches on abortion in the Chamber of Deputies. And at the time, Bolsonaro was, you know, just a deputy. And she divided those by religion. And it seemed like neo-Protestant uh, neo and Catholics spoke the same amount about abortion. When you removed Bolsonaro, Catholics pretty much vanished. So he was the one making the numbers of Catholics as anti-choice mm. look huge. Mm. So he is very much acting like a new evangelical but he won't switch because you know he's married to a new evangelical and he is catholic so he gets to play both, both sides yeah yeah, yeah 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 so we have from that time from the vaccine revolt there's very not a lot of numbers on how many people died how many were injured so between 23 and 30 people died officially and between 67 and 110 were injured. Mm. Almost a thousand were arrested, mm. but eventually let go without any sort of processing. So yeah, it's just really interesting to see this process just happening over and, and over, over and over again Yeah, because of a lack of ability of, and this is just really something that grinds my gears, Okay. <laughs> is the lack of ability of, you know, well-meaning politicians to be able to talk to people. So you have, you know, the Affordable Care Act, and then you have somebody who comes and labels it Obamacare. Yeah. I, I remember some guy on Facebook, this became kind of famous because he was really, you know, ranting about, oh, uh, finally, Obama's going to leave and you know, I'm going to get my health care and blah, blah, blah. And he was just on and on and on that Obama's going to leave. And then somebody went, don't you have any empathy for the people who are going to be without health care? And he went, well, but I have my Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, he used the acronym. Uh, it's this Obamacare that needs to go. And then the person went, they're the same thing. You're mm. going to be without health care. And the guy went and deleted his Facebook. They've deleted the entire profile because right-wingers, extreme radical right-wingers are so good at naming things and getting people's attentions that, you know, we just get completely lost in trying to, no, let me explain it to you. No, over here, over here, please look at me. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you. I have charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have charts. I know you have charts. You have so many charts. And you're but very proud. I know proud. I'm the only one who likes them. I, I, well, well, I'm going to say that the audience who loves charts as much as you love charts, if there's five people globally who love a chart as much as you do, I would be astonished. <laughs> I really would be. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I just bought an online course. How oh, God. To make cooler charts oh god it's legitimately what it's what it is larissa we we do need to talk about this we really do i just want to make cool charts man i i know you do i know you do but at some point at some point the cool charts will get them you have to ask yourself have i hit rock bottom and if your first, if your first thought of trying to work out if you've hit rock bottom is to make a chart out of it, which it is, because I can see how your brain is working right now, then, then that's a problem. But if I can make a chart that uses images of tiny rocks. There you go. 
There you go. See? There you go. How That's... cool would that be? Right. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Maybe just go one day without using a chart and, and just see what happens. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, but I'll leave my post-its out of this. No. No, they've got to go too, I'm afraid. No. No. Without the post-its, I can't do my research. I need the post-its. Was somebody putting on a 1930s kettle in your room just then, or was that... What was that? No, there's somebody breaking. That was somebody breaking? I think so. Okay. When you say breaking badly, that we mean in a car, or do we mean in a Walter White-type scenario where (laughs) they've just given up entirely and just starting to sell crystal meth on the street? Except the guy who never watched Breaking Bad. I watched Breaking Bad. You watched two seasons. Yeah, and then I didn't watch any more of it. That's not watching Breaking Bad. I watched Karate Kid. That's two seasons worth of watching Breaking Bad. I understand the basic concept of Breaking Bad. I just didn't love it as much as everybody else loved it. I understood the basic concept of Karate Kid. I still had to watch it, didn't I? Yes, you did. But there's a difference because Breaking Bad is about, what is it, 12 episodes a series? Yeah, I guess. Right, okay, which Maybe is 12. 10. I think 10, I think 10. Right, okay, so that's 10 plus 10 is 20 hours worth of content I have watched within the Breaking Bad universe. You have watched an hour and a half of Karate Kid. These things are not two, comparable. It was two hours that I could have watched four episodes of Shit's Creek. Okay, and- but you enjoyed Karate Kid. That's the point. Yes. Anyway, this is already a very long episode. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to wrap it up? I think that would be wise. I think that would be good. I think this has been an absolute barnstormer. <laughs> I was so excited about doing this episode yesterday. I know, I could tell. You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been so animated during this entire thing. It's been... I wish... <laughs> I really wish we would have recorded this video and just put it up on YouTube or something of no, just but you. Then I just... would have had to put makeup on and gotten proper clothes out of storage instead a... of jammies. Oh, okay. All right, then that's fine. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, is that you won't make an effort for for me, but you will make an effort for for rando YouTube commentator one oh nine six. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in last week and this week and next week. Yes, thank you so much. You are brilliant and beautiful and we love you. And thank you to uh, my co-host for doing uh, all the research. I'm never saying her name again, ever, in a public (laughs) forum at all whatsoever. That's just not happening at this point. And Yep. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you real soon. Okay. Gonna. Oh, actually, no. Before we go, you need to remember, because I almost just forgot to, you need to remember to follow us and uh, like and subscribe and do all that cool stuff. Where are we at? Yo? At Brazil Nuts Pod. Follow us on Twitter because it puts a smile on the face. There you go. Boom. If you don't follow us, that means you want me to be sad. Exactly. And would you want that on your conscience? You know she'll have to make a chart about it then, about how sad (laughs) she was compared to the day before. (laughs) And what I'm saying is don't be an enabler. Help us rescue this woman from her obsession. And also (laughs) as well, follow us on the tweet thing. Okay, good. Okay, bye. Bye! (laughs) I'm having coffee. I hope the sound of me swallowing the coffee does not (laughs) make it into the podcast. I love that you just went, I hope the sound of me swallowing doesn't make it into the podcast, while also, at the same time, snorting. (laughs) Please cut it. Please cut that. You want me to cut that bit? Oh, crap. Brazil Nuts is an effort by Garrett Davis and Larry Pixiotter. We'd like to thank Vosda Zelinski for our graphic design. 
We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners. You are beautiful and brilliant. Like a starfish. That's it, really. Because starfishes are great. They're all like five arms and no head and they're all about sticking to things. And we hope you stick with us through this journey and don't get eaten by a shark. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. I believe the children of the future. Da 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 something else. There you go.